And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Basket Buds edition of the Athletic NBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm your host, Zach Harper. It's just me and Josh Eustace today. No Thank Jay King. God. God. I mean... He's allegedly watching Jason Tatum work out right now, so he'll be late. But the reason we can't wait for him is I'm in Portland, and I got to catch a flight. That I got to be honest, Josh, a little worried. I'm not going to catch. <laughs> I'm a little worried. Is it? T- is gonna, it that tight? It's it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. Portland oh. traffic is a nightmare, bud. Sometimes, up. sometimes getting over yeah. to the to the airport. But you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, we got through the first week of the season. Uh, I guess like. What memories does that bring for you in terms of like that first, like what is that like? Like you work all off season, you go through mm-hmm. training camp, you go through preseason. Now the games matter. The games are real. Is there like a nervousness there or do you, do you kind of like slide into that, that routine pretty quickly? It's more of an excitement, I guess. Cause it's like, again, like, you know, you've kind of been working in quiet for mm-hmm. months. Right. And then um, at least in OKC, the crowd was always, insane yeah so like that first like run out of the tunnel onto the court was exciting because preseason's one thing man like everybody's excited but at the same time the players are just kind of like let's just get this over with yeah you know what i mean but then you hit the the regular season and uh i don't know it's kind of a mixed bag where you're like excited and then you're like ah oh, shit is <laughs> eight, there eight, pressure? Got eight months here we go is there <laughs> pressure on the team on the thunder to score immediately so everyone will sit down Oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember I, I a like, lot of occasions. I like, that as a, I like that as a crowd gimmick, but like, there's times where like I'm like, man, you, sometimes you can be standing for, for sure. a couple of minutes. Yeah. Oh, I've been. I remember there would be games where people would be standing for like five minutes, and you can see people getting visibly uncomfortable. <laughs> like people start bending over, stretching their backs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then that first one goes in, and then everybody finally sits down and uh, collective sigh of relief. Um, we're going to debut a, uh, a new, a new segment here called the buddies, which it, it makes sense that Jay wouldn't be around for this, uh, cause he's, he's more Not a buddy. Fo- foisted upon us, but, uh, <laughs> for the buddies, it's going to be player and team of the weekend. Who was your player of the weekend? I'm going to give it to Tyrese Halliburton. Oh, I like that. I loved Tyrese this weekend, man. Yeah. I mean, leading the Pacers, undefeated so far, like playing really well together, um, moving the ball. I mean, the, the guy is just a stud, right? Scores, moves the ball. We have 13 assists against the Cavs. Mm-hmm. Like just playing well. Um, obviously, it's early, uh, and I'm going to get in later into more about what I think about the Pacers' start to the season. But yeah. for now, I'm going to give it to Tyrese. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Um is it is it cliche is it too obvious of an answer to give it to Jokic just simply because that pass 
he threw the lob on lob people don't get it people don't i I remember the first time i threw a successful alley-oop right and it was like (laughs) on a fast break it it was on a fast break at mckinley park in sacramento california and Uh i threw like a little underhand lob to this guy and i and it was the first time i figured out oh that's the like that's the timing that's the angle that's the thing I was probably 10 feet from the hoop when I tossed that. Right. I wasn't 70 feet trying to catch someone off guard. And one-handed. Just like on a, one-handed on a dime. On an absolute Perfect dime. Pass. Like, that's the best pass of all time. So I was trying to, I was watching, and I was like, people don't understand the level of difficulty there. Like, one, like so a lot of people could throw a lob to Aaron Gordon. Tons of people could throw a lob to Aaron Gordon because he's Aaron Gordon. He'll catch pretty much if it's within, you know, a body length of the rim, he's going to go get it. Right. Yeah. And then, but he put that perfect to where almost anybody could catch. It, like, it, yeah. It, 10 out of 10 difficult. Unbelievable. Like, I, I think it would like even people that like think they're good at basketball, right? Mm-hmm. Like regular people who think they're good at basketball. Go stand 70 feet from the hoop. And just yep. try to hit the backboard with this one right. toss. Well, it, and it was the quickness of it. It was like ref yeah. handed him the ball, and the ball was out of his hand in less than he half a second. He wasn't measuring it. He was like, "All right, like, like it was just a, it was an instinct thing." Right? Like they caught. No, they must have caught eyes, and it was like for sure. All right, for sure. I'm a big believer that there are certain people that just have God given abilities at certain yeah. things. Like they're just natural. He's a natural passer, right? Yeah. Like he just, it just, he's just got it. I think like Doncic is just a natural scorer. Like there's yeah. some guys that just have it and he's out of this world, man, especially for his size. It just doesn't, man. That's, I mean, I, I genuinely, I'm, I hate that there's so much hyperbole all the time with regarding everything in sports and especially basketball, yep. but I genuinely think that's the greatest pass of all time. Like, I just, I can't stop. It's gotta be it. a candidate, man. But to be that was too easy of an answer. You can't say Jokic. I was going to say Jokic, but that's too okay. easy. Okay. All right. If it can't be Jokic, uh, Cam Thomas. Right. I love scores. I love guys who only <laughs> care about scoring. I love guys who you like the Levine game think, then. Yeah. Oh my God. Fifty one and no assists. Zero assists, baby. Oh my God. Put that in my, and the great part about that, they scored hundred and two points. They had exactly half their points. In a loss, in a blowout loss to the Pistons, like I don't I'm, think people I'm get how hard, for it. how hard it is to like not have an assist. <laughs> like it gets harder the more you're scoring because eventually you're going to get double teamed, you're going to get yeah. trapped, all that. Like you could just trip into an assist, yeah. but to go the whole game and have none on 51 points is absurd. I think it. I think it was the 33rd time in history it had happened. 16 of them were Wilt Chamberlain because, of course. Obviously. I don't think it had happened in five years. And I think it was like maybe 15 or 16 times since the NBA-ABA merger. Those are the stats I I have for it. I would be interested to see how many of those were guards. I think it's way more common for a big to score all those points and have no assists. But for a shooting guard? Right. Well, well, funny enough, the last person to do it was Clay Thompson. What like like wow. five years okay, ago, like yeah. Clay Thompson, but like we don't really think of him as a passer, right? Like Levine is more right. on the ball to like move it for sure. Especially, yeah, not even getting one to Demar, 
Caruso, Vucevic, yeah. any like their options, but nope. No. Congratulations, Zach. Let me, all right, I changed my <laughs> I changed my answer. You know what? My player of the week is just scoring. Just, just individual scoring, scoring with Bucket no getters. thought of passing. <laughs> all right, what's your what's your team of the weekend? Oh man. Now see, I told you that it was too easy to go with Jokic, but I'm gonna be kind of a hypocrite here and just go with the Nuggets. Dude, they're they're so good. They're sleepwalking. They're so good, games, man. And they're dominating. <laughs> they're dominating. People are like, oh, that Laker game was close. I was like, no, it wasn't. They dominated. No. Like, oh, that, just, that Grizzly game was close. I was like, the score was close. They were in control of it the whole time. For sure. You're never thinking like, thunder. oh, they might lose. You're just yeah. like, no, they got it. I, I mean, the, I, I wrote this in the Bounce newsletter. I was like, barring a catastrophic injury, like, they're going to sleepwalk to six, 60 wins. I don't see who's in their way, especially in the West with as many injuries as there are right now. Yeah. Like with the Suns already dealing with that, this is the healthiest the Lakers will ever be for the rest of the season. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the healthiest the Warriors will ever be. Who gets in their way? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know who – I mean – like I, I guess I'm giving respect to the Warriors just because, if healthy, we know what that if, can look like, right? For sure. For um, sure. So I'll give respect to the Warriors. I don't think the Lakers have a, like, no one has an answer for Jokic, but they really don't have like the size to throw at him. The no, Suns don't have no, the size to definitely throw at him. not. I, I just, I, it, it's hard for me to kind of realize, or kind of, kind of materialize like what, what that obstacle could be, other than just like maybe they're bored. Yeah, like I'm they just, got bored I'm trying to last to, season. For sure. I'm trying to think like Sacramento, I don't think has the size no. to throw at him. No, Sabonis got destroyed by Kavon Looney in a, in a place. He, he had like trouble, I, like right. I, I, yeah. I just don't, I don't see it. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, you, I'm with yeah. you. Like that was, uh, well, that was going to be my pick. I was going to, I was going to sneak yeah, that one in there. Dude, but I, I'll so go good. with, you know what? I'm going to give it up to them because. I don't know how many times we're going to be able to say this. And no, their schedule hasn't been uh, hard. But shout out to the Detroit Pistons at 2-1. and one. <laughs> Jalen Duran balling right now. Balling. C- Cade looks yep. good. Like, no, Cade they looks beat great. Anybody. Yeah. Cade but looks like, good. Uh, you know, I, I actually th- I thought going into last year, I was like, maybe the Pistons will be like a sneaky play-in team or like in the mix for it. And then they were mm-hmm. injured right away. And then they were terrible. Right. right they just right. got destroyed. But um, but I do like the roster. I don't know where the veteran leadership comes from on the roster. Um, Jeremy. So I don't know how they're so not Jeremy, like, focused. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know because it's a long like season, Joe, man. Joe Harris, Alec Burks, like Joe. Yeah, those two for sure. You know, Joe's Bogdan been there. Mitch, maybe Monty Morris, but they they don't have that like definite guy. You know. Right. Yeah. No, that's a good point. That's and a maybe good that's point. just Monty think, then. Maybe Monty's yeah. just a coach that can keep it all together. Yeah, this is the. I mean, this is the East Eastern Conference to do it in. I think it's a little. Yeah. It's heavy at the top. Yeah, and it's just kind of up in the air from like yeah. spots four down. Right. And then I yeah, mean, at that point, who knows? Like who, if they if knows? they just stay healthy, they might be. They, sure. I mean, they might legitimately be a playing tournament team. Yeah, or, absolutely. Or higher. Um. All right. Let's let's get to the topic of Monday. Which is these courts, these these new play in tournament courts, and I'm in, like, look, I 
I think they're pretty much all ugly. Like I've got some group chat where I've got friends like, hey, yo, that's uh, you know, this one's actually pretty good. I'm like, no, like the like no, right? The, like as an artist rendering, I like I can be like, yeah, that's fine or that's not, but like I can see it. I can't imagine any of these applied to an actual basketball court where you have to play, where they're gonna broadcast, and so as as someone who's played like you played on that god-awful Oregon Ducks court yep. <laughs> like <laughs> I, like how distracting is something like that as a player like at, at a certain point you probably mm-hmm. just get used to it but like that Lakers one it's just bright yellow on the yeah. court everywhere yeah well and I was caught up on the Pelicans one too the purple mm-hmm. like it, it's it's a lot man because I think as a player, you get used to the courts looking a certain way. You're like, all right, I know what the three-point line looks like. It's going to mm-hmm. stay the same from corner all the way around the arc to the other corner. Yeah. Now it's like, okay, it changes from purple, then it goes to green, and then it goes back to purple. And got to keep track of like yeah, – because I don't even know, like, how is it going to blend? Like, are the lines – is the three-point line going to blend in with the purple or the green? Or is it going to stand That's out completely? And question. They, this, where is this, it? This runway strip – yeah of color down the middle of it and so you know i said this before we started the show and i genuinely believe this like i think adam silver is just trying to be amy poehler from the movie mean girls mm-hmm. he's like i'm not a mom i'm a cool yeah. mom he's like i'm not a commissioner <laughs> i'm a cool commissioner yeah, it's like yeah. buddy can we just have some good basketball like, yeah, it's I get, not like, like people are going to tune in for the courts. Be like, no. yeah, I'm psyched, man. I wasn't going to watch the game, but did you see that court? <laughs> did this, you see this bright green strip down this purple court? Like, I'm just there I to see if see. anybody gets a has a seizure. Let's go Josh, check I, it. <laughs> I, th- I think there's a chance people will tune out because of the courts. Oh, for sure. Because like, I remember with the Oregon thing, it was people. giving people headaches. Yeah. I, I can't watch an Oregon Ducks game. To this day, if they're at home, like I, it, it always makes me think like, oh shit, my TV's messed up. Right. Like it's still like, I can't like adjust to it immediately. I have to like go through the thought process. And some of these courts, like the Knicks one is like a bright orange. The Lakers Mm -hmm. is a bright yellow. Like these are not going to look good on TV. I don't think they're going to look good in person. It reminds me of all the like. NBA 2K designs that you see out on the internet with like right. kids. It reminds me of, um, you know, like the overtime elite courts and like the creator league courts and all that bullshit where right. it's just like, is this is the point of this to get young people to care? I, I guess, but I feel they don't, they do already. That's what I'm kind of lost on is yeah. like, are we, are they struggling for viewership? Like, why are, why are they? This oh, man, Jay King is now here. You With can't, a new you set of type of lights above you him. You can't find normal lighting at all. <laughs> I, I, I was just not allowed to record from the Georgetown practice facility. And so now I'm, I'm downstairs in like the lobby of their athletics facility. Uh-huh. Just, just making do baby. God, I hope you get kicked out of this too while we're doing this recording. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. And then I just try to think about, we were talking about the the courts. I was just going to say about the jerseys, like what color are the jerseys going to be? 
Right. Is like, this they one why is the Hawks court? court blue? Because if you look at the Indi- Indiana the court, court is blue. It's the because same. Because I always wanted to see a blue court. <laughs> I mean, I hate watching Boise State football for this for the blue field. Like, what do we? I don't understand this video gamification. Let's pretend that's a word of this damn thing. Like this yeah. whole like like Jay. Yeah. Jay, the the Celtics one, I guess, is one of the more normal courts. I don't see how this is going to be fun to to look at on TV. I just had a conversation with one of the Celtics PR guys who was really excited about this, and he's not. He, I, I was like, he was involved in the design. He's I was like, like wait, it's gonna be wait, great. wait, wait, wait. You you think this will look great? He was he was pulling up the courts of different teams and like that that's fire. I was like, what? This is going to look so bad on TV. It's going to be so distracting. They could have just written in-season tournament on the court. Right. Instead, they spent tons of money to get new courts for every single arena. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like a waste of money that will probably just end up making the viewing experience worse and annoying me. And but like, it'll be very colorful extremely colorful but that's not that's not oh, what we're right. looking for in basketball i'm not looking for colorful i'm looking for basketball like i understand i right. sound like an old man yelling at a cloud but like i i genuinely am trying to think of my dad who will watch anything on tv my dad is in his 70s he's going to turn on a game and text me what the fuck's going on with this court it's angry right and he won't I will say this though <laughs> i will say this though they might have psyops us because we're talking about the in-season tournament right now, and we would not have been if if the court reveal was anything normal. Well, the, the this is the only in, reason we're talking about the in-season tournament right now. They it might starts have, in a week. We're going to be talking have about it soon. Us. Group I'm just play saying starts in a week. They might have got one over on us. I don't. <laughs> I think you're I mean, giving maybe, them a little too right. much credit. Maybe I don't know. I I just I don't know. Again, I don't think are they like viewership is what at an all-time high. So let's I don't know just, if that's true. <laughs> is it not? I don't know. I I mean I can't, I can't ima- I mean I can't imagine that they're struggling for viewership right now. So I don't really know why. I th- well like I think taking such I think a big it's because we're in the middle of broadcast negotiations. So it's, it's like the player policy, move. the like all this stuff, right? Like it's all these like fake ways to draw in more interest or draw in more stability, just so they can tell Amazon or Apple or you know. Uh, Tubi or whatever, like, hey, spend a billion dollars on this because, you know, we we Look fixed all the problems watched. with with load management, and all this stuff, and I think I genuinely think these courts could be the destruction of the NBA, the crumbling <laughs> of, a, of, a, of an empire. This is they can't come back. <laughs> they will no never, never recover from. When historians <laughs> look back on what happened to every empire crumbles eventually, and this is this is the downfall. They're of the NBA. never going to recover from this Pelicans court, Jeez. even if it's only used four times. Like it, it'll never, it'll it'll never work. This is this is it. That's funny. Zach, um, why are you sitting in like an 1865 library dude, right now? I'm in I'm in I'm in my hotel. Shout out to the Sentinel Hotel in downtown Portland. There's a, a fake fireplace over here. I got a fire going. Uh, there's a globe. There's snacks that they want you to buy. Uh, you know, I'm just lounging. I'm just here in beautiful. Recovering Portland. from a 
Uh, it's extremely hungover, which you're not <laughs> supposed to say, but whatever, we'll keep it in. Uh, and you know, I, I'm I'm fighting through these courts, and I'm and I'm enjoying this lounge area. It's the opposite of what you've got going on. Yeah, these yeah, courts are really exactly. Is. You look so much more comfortable than I am. I'm like I'm squished against the wall. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you're you're stuck against the wall at a weird angle. Like just yeah, yeah you just look, waiting for some security like to come usher him away. <laughs> you look like you didn't know. That you had to do a podcast today. <laughs> like, this is last minute, even though you've been trying to figure this out the whole time. So I had a perfect place to to spot up in the Georgetown practice court. And mm-hmm. then that that was at, not allowed. Uh, so I, I think I blame Ed Cooley. You can't. <laughs> You can't. You can't tell them who you like. He was not there. To be clear, you can't hit them with the. Do you know who do. I am? I, I'm from the Athletic. I'm I'm Jay King. Yeah, don't think that name travels far. And wide. <laughs> my team. My team went two and twenty one in a college we did season. Go, they go two and two and twenty two. Two and twenty two. Our, our last loss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I could have tried, but I'm I'm pretty sure that. Uh, the name Jay King doesn't really ring bells in, in these hallowed halls. Not yet, but we mm, not yet. this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Let's move on to a rookie report. We've got one week of the NBA season in the bag, and you know we can, we can concentrate on the top three rookies so far in terms of notoriety. Obviously, Wemby... Uh, you know, maybe Sunday night didn't go so well, losing by 40, but the game against the Rockets, the game, the flurry against the, the Mavericks, like Wemby has been electric. Um, Scoot has been, whew, that's a tough start to the season so far. T- st- tough start to the career. Like Scoot, I think has been struggling quite a bit, but I'm still like, I'm a believer. It hasn't deterred me. I Josh, I wanted to ask you, because um, I was, I'm in Portland, I've been talking to Blazers fans and, and they're like, oh, man, is Scoot going to be okay? And I'm like, it's just a couple of games. He'll be fine. But I actually like him not being great right away in terms of, like, his production and how, how he's playing because I think it, it like, tests him a little bit, right? It tests the resolve. He, like, mm-hmm. Obviously, he came through the G League. Like, I think he's mature beyond his age. But um, but I, I like seeing how, like, oh, no, it's not easy right away. You got you to gotta figure right. it out a little bit and, and seeing how he responds to that. Well, I think it's kind of things are skewed right now because everybody's looking at him and comparing him to Wembenyama, right? And there's like, well, Wemby, Wemby's Wemby's showing out and showing up. He's playing. What, what what's wrong with Scoot? He's, I mean, he's a kid still. Like, he's in his first right. like real NBA games. Same with Chet, right? People are comparing him to Chet then because they're uh, Chet's mm-hmm. obviously considered a rookie, but like, I don't think it's anything to ring alarm bells about. Like, yeah. he's what two three games into this his very first nba season with a team that doesn't even have an identity yet right and and i i honestly don't know how good chauncey billups is as a head coach but he could be the perfect person for scoop because it took it took chauncey a while right it it took him a while to yeah. to learn how to run an offense it took him a while to to really you know take charge and he was a real late bloomer and i'm not saying scoop will be i don't think he I think he's going to be awesome. I love his talent. I love his size. I love his intellect. I love basically everything about Scoot. Everything you hear about his work ethic, everything. But Chauncey, like, he should be able to connect with a young point guard who, after a few games, it's like it's not going to click for him right away. It's also a really mm-hmm. tough situation for Scoot. Like, Anthony Simons is already hurt. They don't have yeah. a ton of talent around him. Yep. He's go- going to be asked to do a lot for them. And and that's tough for any young point guard. It, it takes point guards a, a long time, a lot of the time. For sure. And I know he he mentioned he's like, oh, I'm I'm not Dame. I'm just trying to be the best scoot I can be. Yeah. But like, let's be real. Like everybody is looking at that. Like, oh, he's got to take over for Dame. Uh, everybody everybody's thinking it. Yeah. Right. Whether or not like he wants to admit it, like it's in the back of his mind. Like Dame's gone. It's Scoot's team now for the future. Yeah. Like is he like, going to step it's in not and, a- and carry it? It's not the same like one to one situation, but like it, there's a little bit of a an overlap if you think about like when the Pelicans moved Anthony Davis and Zion comes in, like he's right. just there right away, right? Like they're magically winning the number one pick that year. What are the odds that they would, <laughs> they would magically get the number like one Jay pick? With the year the they conspiracies, had to, the psyops. <laughs> they had to send Anthony Davis to the Lakers, <laughs> but but you know Zion comes in and you know like he was hurt his you know parts a big part of his first year but when he came in he was electric right like it was Mm -hmm. this 
like stellar performance and i think that eases a lot of the tension and, and everything about him now is just like health and hopefully we don't go through that with scoot but with scoot like yeah you got to fill in for arguably the greatest blazer ever right, right. like at, at the same position and and on a team that is not good a right. team that is like intentionally not going to be good this year because they're starting a rebuilding you know phase and uh and I, I don't know. I, I don't mind seeing that kind of controversy hit him. Not controversy is the wrong word for it, but that kind of like challenge hitting him of like, oh, shit, this is hard. And we're mm-hmm. going to see how he res- how he responds. Um, Wemby, that game against the Rockets, man, that oh, man. I was I was, was just in tall. this hotel room waiting to go out like i like i like i'm just like hold up guys i got it like i'm not leaving until this <laughs> until this is this game is over i'm just watching it on my phone like uh, like as gen z as it could get just watching a basketball game on my phone in the hotel room and man, like the double block on jabari smith jr right like he like jabari tries him in transition Almost yeah. still made. The I thought dunk, Jabari right? was going to get him. I thought Jabari yeah. was going to get him. It was Jabari was too. almost the first to get him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did too. It was close. And, then, and, and then that quick block on the on the follow up, and then like he goes down. He has that like spin move for the dunk, which yeah, maybe he hooked Jabari a little bit, but who cares? It was a fun. It took him, fun highlight. It took him yeah. two games to get like the Kobe around the back, like past the backboard on the other side dunk. Two yeah. games, yeah. in his career, was like, his what? Put- <laughs> Was the putback on the free throw, the missed free throw, legal? Yes, but I'm only saying that because I, I agree. To be. Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> I think it was off <laughs> like, the cylinder, man. Because you wanted to. Because that was like I, one I mean, of the I, most I, unbelievable. That was insane. That, that legitimately might be a strategy that they can it's employ. Crazy. Try to. I I once saw. I I thought this was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I once saw before, I can't even, I, I don't even remember what team he was playing for at the time. Maybe it was Pacers, maybe it was the Bucks, but I once saw Monte Ellis intentionally missing free throws during warmups. He was just missing on the right side, missing on the left. And I thought, like, is he practicing this for if it's end of game situation? I've just, ne- I've never seen anybody do that before. And do you think Monte it, Ellis was that diligent about, like, the, <laughs> look, the tiny I saw, I saw him game. miss eight free throws in a row switching sides of the rim that it went off you're giving him a lot of credit (laughs) i just don't think montales could miss eight free throws in a row throws in a row the pretty good free throw shooter good score (laughs) so i'm wondering (laughs) i wonder like should zach collins just be like learning how to miss free throws to whatever side wemby's going to be on Ooh, you know what that would be just an incredible next step yeah if if a missed free throw becomes more valuable than Trying to make a free throw. Gosh. It's going to be like the five-point play. Like you foul so, somebody on a three-point shot. Like now you have to miss that to get so Wendy this, a dunk. This is the dumbest conversation we've probably ever had. Like should he be missing free throws <laughs> all the time? But also this is this is the type of stuff Wembenyama makes you yeah. think of. Yeah. Like yeah. you watch him and it's like stuff you didn't realize was possible is just happening. Like a seven-five dude, yeah, who yeah. just the agility, the fluidity, the that, coordination that, that he has is just insane. Most guys that size, you're like by nature goofy. That, yeah. that bucket he, he had so far from at it. the end of regulation to tie it was just yes. a super tough bucket. Like and cr- great defense, 
Yeah, unbelievable. Great I, I thought Jabari defense. defended him Perfect extremely defense. well. Nothing yeah. you can do. Nothing. Yeah. yeah and he's, that was just he's a making finish. us wonder if they should be missing free throws yeah. intentionally. That's regularly. A, that, I am advocating for that. If if Wemby mm-hmm. is in the game, you are doing your team a disservice by making free throws. By making the free throws. <laughs> <laughs> so is 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 shooting the only thing that could stop him from being like no, just I, totally outrageous forever because he profiles as someone who what makes him what will make him great is like the ability to combine being the most maybe the most impactful defensive player in the league one day with a great shooter who stretches the court and does everything else. He doesn't even but need to be a great shooter. He hasn't been a great shooter. Yeah. He doesn't need I, I, to be a great shooter. Yeah. I think a, if he's agree, like a, But to get to the level that people are talking about him at. I don't think But I so. even think if he's just a decent threat from three, like if he's, you know, a 35%, 33% shooter from three, and then is capable of like hitting a mid-range jumper, what do you do with that? Like, you know, you can't right. leave him open. Right. That's enough to where like he could catch fire and punish you, but like you can't leave him open. So what do you do? Because I don't think he needs to be a great shooter to still be insane. Like I think that I know they're completely different bodies and everything, but like no one gives a shit if Giannis can shoot. We prefer he doesn't, right? Like I th- I think his his physical profile is such that like yeah it it would be a luxury for him to shoot, but I don't think it's going to take him being a good shooter to wreck basketball yeah he's i mean he's already a better shooter if he can wreck it before, before those courts do like he's already a better than shooter than Giannis. yeah but yeah and he's stronger than he looks because i think that yeah the length makes him look super skinny but like he's yeah. stronger than he looks and then he doesn't have to be he doesn't have to be super strong he's seven five bully him to the rim and then he's sure. just going to meet you up top, right? Whatever. Yeah. Then he just like, like he'll, and he's not he'll super quick. Before you can before you can release the ball, he yeah, his hands he's not up. super quick, but he just kind of follows you. You'll get by him, which is kind of what he wants. Like right. when I was playing, like as a shot blocker, I kind of liked it when guards kind of got by me a little bit because it made him feel safe. And then when they go up, <laughs> you pin it against it. Like that's just kind of like a strategy. Like it's like, yeah. oh, you think you're good now? You went by me, but I'm just going to meet you up top. Like honestly, makes it easier sometimes. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that he came in with all that hype, and after three games, people are like, "Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> I get it." Oh, I, yeah. I've, been, I've been saying this <laughs> since the preseason. It. We undersold it. Like he, like I, and I understand he had a historic high. Like undersold it. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Like he is, he's like I will watch all eighty-two Spurs games this year. Like, he's like, mesmerizing. I, like that, I, I wouldn't. I don't think I would be the basketball nerd I am if I didn't watch all 82 Spurs games this year because he's just that electric. Um, speaking of skinny, Nikola Jokic had high praise for Chet Holmgren after they played on Sunday, but did say he needs to get fatter. Not stronger, <laughs> incredible quote. not muscular. Just fatter. Just needs to get fatter. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let me tell you, but, uh, as someone who's done that uh, over the last 15 years, it's not a good strategy for basketball. You need, doesn't you, help. You need, it needs to be muscle. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be muscle. Doesn't uh, help. Um, obviously, we had some fun at, at Chet's expense in the chat when Andre Drummond broke his ankles in game one <laughs> of uh, of his career. But um, but man, like he he's responded like he's he's looked pretty com- at least offensively i mean he had a he had, he's had some good defensive plays like you know sunday against the against the nuggets is not fair because 
as Josh and I talked right. about. Like it's just like they're by far the, the best team in the just, league right now. They're but, out of control right yeah, now. Yeah, but um, but Chet's looked like pretty comfortable. I don't know how much of that is you know year two of the NBA, even though it's it's the first couple of games of his career. But I mean, he he looks Jay like he looks he looks as good as advertised right now. Yeah, what's cool about him and Wembenyama is they both play winning basketball right away. Like they both came in with a knowledge of defensive angles, with an ability to just impact the game on that end. There was one play, he didn't even get a block on the play, but one play against Cleveland where Max Roos is coming off a pick and roll and Chet like just reads it and he, he doesn't really commit to it. He lays back, they throw it to Mobley and Chet gets, recovers, he's right back there to contest the shot and force a miss. And that's the little stuff that a lot of the time, rookie big men, it takes him a long time to to know the angles, to be able to cover pick and rolls. Like it, that's such a tough game to know when to commit to a ball handler, when to lay back, and and the instincts for Chet, the defensive instincts are just outrageous. And so it's not just the seven blocks; it's like just the little plays that he makes on a possession to possession basis. Mm-hmm. They're just like, oh wow, that that dude's a super smart defender. Mm-hmm. On top of having being seven foot with a seven five wingspan or whatever it is, so I, he's going to change the Thunder a lot, and I think it's going to be pretty right away. It's crazy to think he's his wingspan is like seven inches shorter than Wimby's. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's absurd. Nuts. <laughs> yeah, you just well, said seven foot five wingspan. I was like, well, that's so much shorter than Wimby's. <laughs> that's not a good measuring <laughs> point. I guess. No, not that's at all. <laughs> What I love about Chet is like he gets in the gaps offensively. Like he has like a natural ability to find openings against the defense, like off pick and rolls. Like he really understands when to pop, when to short roll into like 15 foot range, when to roll to the basket. Like he finds these little gaps that like usually it takes a a while to get good at that, to be able to like read that instinctively and things like that. But he's already got it. Like he knows where to find those gaps in the offense. Like he did it against against the Nuggets. Like he would find these little 15 footers just by floating to the right place. You know what I mean? Or find these spots on the three point line. Like he would see that Jokic is in a drop and he would see that the help side was too low and he would find these perfect spots on the wing for a three. Like I think that's what makes him dangerous is like without hesitation knows exactly where he needs to be offensively. Yeah, that instinct for spacing wherever that needs to be. Like like you can teach it, but that's to have it that quickly. For sure. Yeah, that's it's, tough. It's pretty that's impressive. Tough. Yeah. Um, before before we get out of here, uh, we can't just talk about the main three rookies. Let's let's all highlight someone that that we've either liked or been a little concerned with. Um, I'll start out like he gets pushed away because we talk Scoot and Wemby all the time. I thought Brandon Miller looked pretty good so far in a couple of games. Shout out to Brandon Miller. Like I I you know I Hornets fans don't like me because I had them thirtieth in the power rankings to start the season, but. I'm here for like a good Brandon Miller rookie season. Thought he looked that, pretty comfortable for the most that part. That dude's gifted. He yeah. is, yeah. Yeah, he's he's I think well well hopefully he stays healthy and Lamelo stays healthy and that's a fun pairing. Uh Jay, do you have somebody? I, I like Jaime Haka so far. Yeah. I dang it. That was your pick too, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was Haka, he's just <laughs> he's just a good basketball player. Yeah, that's he it. He's, he's not going to do analysis. <laughs> he's not going to do a lot, but he's not going to do a lot. The guy that flashy. made the NBA it was a first. He's not going to do good basketball. Player. He's not going to do a lot flashy. The Heat brought him in on on opening night, and Dude. or it was our second game, and he's guarding Jason Tatum. 
Yeah, picking like, him. They they had him guard Jason yeah. Tatum, and Tatum. You could tell Tatum was kind of like they got this <laughs> this rookie on me. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know about this, and he kind of went at him a little bit. But Hakez competed. He mm-hmm. made things tough, and and so I just think he's going to be very good for them to have a yeah. six seven six eight wing who, who with the physicality who can also do some stuff offensively too. Put mm-hmm. it put it on the floor a little bit. Yeah, um, he's done like a couple like ISO mid-range stuff already that that he made a living on at UCLA. I just think he's going to be very good for for Miami. Yeah. I and I I got I'm going with Jaime too because I think he's like a per, literally like a perfect fit for the Heat. Like a dirty work player, play always plays hard, defense first. He was my favorite player in college basketball the last 2 years. Yeah. Like does everything. Right, he'll push in transition. He can score from the perimeter. He can score at the basket, mid range. Plays hard. Like I think that that's like the perfect guy that Jimmy wants yeah. on his team. It's a guy just like that, and I think he fits the Heat's culture perfectly. Um, I think he's like a, like one of those quiet rookies that people again like get overshadowed by, you know, the be- arguably the best rookie of all time. Right. Like at least, but I at think least the most enticing since right LeBron, right like that's wrong yeah. exactly but yeah, I mean, ha- I think, is, yeah he's he's just always been the type of guy like his stats are never going to be crazy even at ucla his stats weren't mm-hmm. that crazy yeah but he rebounds he he can lead yep. the offense if you need him to he can push the break he can get a bucket in the yeah. post if you need him to like there's just Anything. a lot that he brings to the table Anything, yeah. And they want those guys, right? They want the guys that, like, shots not falling. All right, we know Jaime's going to play defense. He's going to get rebounds. Yeah, And then it's just a plus the if the yeah. shot is going in, too. Yeah, yeah, I think he's perfect there. And, and Jason Kidd, please start Derek Lively the rest of the season. I, I, I don't want to see anybody else. Please just... Take just the lumps, take the good, just start him. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to The Athletic. Make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. Make sure you're subscribed to uh, The Bounce. Theathletic.com slash bounce, free newsletter every single morning in your email. Make sure you're checking out all of Jay King's Jason Tatum workout coverage from the Georgetown facility. <laughs> Make sure you're doing all that. Uh, for Josh Houston, for Jay King, for Dave DeFore, for Andrew Schleck, uh, I'm Zach Harbert. Keep it locked on Basket Buds and the Athletic NBA Show podcast. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.